0: The Cleveland Beat is brought to you by Strategic Financial Solutions, a personalized investment and financial planning company. Contact Larry Koval at 216-481-1634 for an appointment or email
1: lkoval at lifemark.com. talking about say you don't know the cleveland beat what you're talking about say you don't know the cleveland beat you must be crazy greetings everyone from the cleveland beat as always i am your host deanna adams and i'm excited to chat with this guy who is bringing us a really cool new way to listen to your favorite tunes and let me introduce uh, the wizard Frank fodi Hi, Frank. How are you?
0: I'm good, Deanna. I, you know, wizard. You know, I, I wouldn't go that far, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, Deanna, I'm just a goomba I'm just a Goomba from Wickliffe, Ohio. So,
1: <laughs> well, you know, we grew up with around the same area, so you know, we're all kind of a little out of the box. I would say <laughs>
0: that's okay. That's okay. Um,
1: so. To explain, first I want to a little bit about your history because you been in the ra- you started out in the radio business and kind of yes. touch on that, and then um, we'll go a little bit further than that. once you?
0: Sure. Um, uh, my background is uh, the technical side of radio broadcasting. Um, you know, early days I worked in Willoughby, Ohio at WELW, and I was a engineer, but also a not so very good disc jockey at that time. Um, And then later on, um, you know, for a kid who's like 22 years old, in the late 70s, the dream job would be the home of the buzzard. You know, at that time it was 101 FM, WMMS, and I was hired to be chief engineer. uh, A green, uh, snot-nosed kid, um, and there was a a gentleman. (laughs) Yeah, there was a gentleman by the name of Jim Somich took me under his arm and. Uh, showed me the ropes and you know I, you know it's like I pinched myself because I got to go to work at my favorite radio station and uh, work with a great group of um, people that were both on the air and at the radio station and also the AM station at that time uh, was WHK which was very successful you know at that time Gary D was in the morning Don Imus was in the afternoon and and there's you know little goofball me in, in, in the mix. So I worked in uh, uh, the technical side of broadcast radio for a number of years. Later on, um, I worked for the, the, the company that owned WMMS at that time was called Mulright Communications of Cleveland. And they had a, um, they, they had a little venture. They wanted to uh, launch a radio station in New York City. And I got to be the kid to go there and build this radio station that, was not, that has been very, very successful. It's known as Z100, uh, WHTZ, and um, uh, you know I, you know I did that for about five years, and then there was just something burning inside me. It was almost like I turned 30 years old in uh, 1986, and I'm like, well, what's next? So um, I I I left day-to-day radio. I did I did some corporate work for about a year. Me and corporate work didn't get along, so I made a decision. To you know, start making my own widgets for broadcast for radio stations, and uh, teamed up with a buddy of mine, Steve Church, uh, who was here in Cleveland, and I'd moved back to Cleveland, and um, you know, from there we started making equipment for radio stations, and you know, modestly we've done quite well in that regard. And you
1: started in uh, was it '88? You started your own company.
0: Yes, I, I started a little venture called Cutting Edge Technologies. It actually operated out of my apartment in Lakewood at that time. I, I lovingly say that that um, the extra bedroom there were there were two employees, and I was uh, the main employee was a big black cat by the name of Vito Corleone. I answered to him, and uh, uh, you know he would give me the ideas, and then I would build the gear. So, you know, one, you know one thing. Led Basically what happened Deanna was uh, I designed the signal processing equipment that created the over the air signature sound that radio stations wanted to have. And uh, there was another company here in America by the name of Orban that had 85% of the world market share. Well I thought I had a way to make a product that sounded better than theirs. Knock on wood. It worked. Took a number of years. A lot of traveling. But I can honestly tell you that today um, we have dethroned that company and we have probably about 75% of the world market share um, in so far as the uh, signal processing equipment that's used on radio stations, radio, AM, FM, streaming, uh, television.
1: I I thought that was perfect when, uh, because Denny Sanders, uh, you knew him from MMS and he ended up working Mm -hmm. for you. And I thought that was perfect uh, blend for him too.
0: Well, one of the great things Denny provided was, um, you know, while we were technical in nature, I I have to pause because I'm dealing with Connie Corleone here, who's being rather mischievous. Uh, One of the things Steve Church and I did was we always rather than trying to present ourselves as nerdy tech company, we wanted to appeal to the programming people, you know? And so Denny, Denny understood the tech and he also understood how best to you know, deal with programmers and managers. And he, he was very vital in, in, um, in all of that. And, you know, add to the fact that Steve and I had both uh, worked with some great programming people um, you know, obviously here in Cleveland, John Gorman from WMMS, and you know I worked with a gentleman by the name of Scott Shannon in uh, in New York at Z100, as did Steve. But having Denny's input and perspective really helped us. And and to that effect, we we navigated the business not as a tech company, but almost like that of of a radio station. There were times we would be like in a dilemma, and we would think. Okay, what would John Gorman do in the situation? We didn't think like like what would a, you know, some geek engineer do and 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 we steered the business like they used to steer the radio station and thank God it worked. Yeah.
1: And so now let we come to this new uh, uh, immersive s- surround sound technology. How yep. did that all happen?
0: Well, because that grew the, the out
1: of It's amazing.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you very much. That grew out of something that we were trying to do for radio. You know, in radio, they have this technology called HD radio. And on FM, when, you, when your radio switches from normal conventional FM stereo to HD, you really don't hear much of a difference. So Steve and I said, well, what if we could present surround sound, real surround on FM? The car is a perfect listening environment. Now you've got a wow factor and it would help sell radio. Well, we developed the technology to do it. Uh, We did it with the people that developed the MP3, a laboratory in Germany known as the Fraunhofer Institute. And to get to the answer your question, at the time the uh, record industry was reissuing um, a lot of classic albums in true surround sound in 5.1. They had a a format called the SACD or the DVD audio disc. Well, unfortunately, it didn't really catch on, so they stopped making them. And we knew that if you really wanna broadcast in surround, everything's gotta be in surround. So yours truly started saying, there's gotta be a way I can take stereo, which we all have, right, and turn it into surround. And uh, the 1956 brain here, which only runs on vacuum tubes, uh, I, I, had, I had this concept, and I kept saying, if I could figure out this concept called the center channel and you know, isolate what's known as the center channel, um, then I can create surround. Well, if number a few, I, I didn't work on it every day, but you know I would I'd ponder it and I'd research it. And finally, once I, I got my head around a, a certain, um, method, you know, not to get too geeky here on you, uh, and I was able to figure that out. I'll never forget it. I'll, I'll never forget as long as I live. Um, it was in the summer. It was a Friday. I'd pulled an all-nighter. I remember thinking, I think I had it running in simulation on my computer. I said, I, I think I figured it out. And so I went home. I, I, I you know, I, I couldn't sleep. I was so excited. I went back to the office. I said, okay, if it works, go home. Get some rest. It was about four in the afternoon and it worked. I was so excited, I didn't go home. I sat in my office till two o'clock in the morning the next day saying, what does who's next sound like? What does Springsteen sound like? What does so-and-so sound like? And I was just blown away. I'm like, I did it. Now, you know, when you're the developer, you, you, you fight. There's like an oxymoron that goes on because part of you is excited and you're like, wow, I did this thing. But then the other part of you was like, did you really? You're, you're you're your own worst enemy. You're your own worst critic. Well, you know. You probably know this. You're a writer, okay? You probably go through this, right? Absolutely. So I said, I, I I need to get I need to get some real feedback on this. I need somebody that can say, Frank, yeah, it's it's cute, but no, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. Well, fortunately for me and i say this with all sincerity and love i had met gary Katz, the producer of steely dan now we you think of steely dan their music the fidelity the musicianship everything is i mean it it doesn't get any better right right so i'm telling gary that about this he's you know he said he goes yeah i'd be happy to take a listen so i i met up with him at one of our company has offices in different spots not just in Cleveland and um and I remember the song he asked me if because he produced the first Donald Fagan solo album The Nightfly. he said play Ruby Baby I did so I did and I played it and he's like Frank that's amazing that's that's phenomenal and then he's but but then he kind of couched it by saying he goes I'm not as technical as you and I know you're looking for deep tech feedback um I'm sorry, I can't give you that, but I know the people who can. I said, great. He's like, but you know, to do it, we'll have to go to London. I'm like, okay, you know, and I love London, right? So we go over there, and uh, we end up in a part of London known as St John's Wood, you know, and you've probably heard that in certain songs by a certain group. And we end up at at on a street known as Abbey Road at a studio. Abbey now. Now I'm going, wait a minute. This doesn't happen to a kid from West. You're in you're, you're in this building. And we met up with a gentleman by the name of Hugh pageant Hugh produced The Police, Phil Collins, uh XTC, Peter Gabriel, Genesis, and and Hugh has, you know, the production chops like Gary, but the technical chops that I was looking for. And Hugh had told me the night before, and I hope. I'm not overstaying my welcome here on your time um he's like uh frank i've heard some of this kind of tech it, i it, excuse my language but it sucks and you know so i may go into it with a jaded approach i said hugh that's all right if you don't like it all you're going to do is give me feedback to tell me what i need to do well we met up the next day and the song he wanted to use to demo was every breath you take by the police you know what he produced we played it in this amazing room at Abbey Road, and he's walking around listening, and he said, I don't know what the F you did, but this is amazing. And we then proceeded to listen to music together for about four hours, um, and when we were done, he's like, Frank, you've got something here, and here we are. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I was uh, fortunate enough to have a sneak preview of it. And when when I heard A Whole Lot of Love by Led Zeppelin, it just blew my mind. It was, a, it, it's like yep. nothing, you know, it, because you hear every little note and every nuance and every, it's all together in your head. And it's hard and, to and, explain. And,
0: it's just- and that's, why, that's why I call the technology deja vu, because it's like listening to your favorite music and hearing it for the first time all over again.
1: It really is. And so now everyone can check it out because Mike Miller was very impressed by it. And he decided uh, we're going to have an event. He's going to have an event. You guys are going to have an event every month. Uh, I have the little um, ad here. It's going to start on Friday, February 4th, where uh, you're going to have a DJ every month play a, a whole album where you can hear just be immersed in the sound, and Gary Katz will be the first your first DJ um, for that yes. event.
0: and, and, and we're up- featuring the album, we're featuring Asia by Steely right. Dan.
1: Right. So, Sorry you to, know, uh, to interrupt. No, that's okay you know that's why you know I want to make sure everybody knows about Friday the, the February 1st for I'm sorry February 4th to get on board and if you're a Steely Dan, even if you're not a Steely Dan fan I mean yep, it's you'll just hear it sounds so amazing um, and then
0: and okay. no I was gonna say we're, we're on, on the February 4th event we're gonna we're gonna throw it after we do Asia we're gonna do something as our own little tribute we're going to feature some of the album Bad Out of Hell by Meatloaf as our way to honor the memory of, of Meatloaf. And that will, I got to tell you, I have listened to that. And that, that is a, you, in the way that you, things you heard on Whole of Love, you'll hear that on uh, especially Paradise by the Dashboard Live.
1: Oh, that, I cannot wait. That's, you know, and then the next month, uh, David Spiro's going to be, the, and that's, um, yep. if I don't have my glasses on, that's uh, Wednesday, March 2nd, and that's going to be on uh, the Bad Company album. So yes. you, anybody can go into the Music Box website and see who's, you know, what album you're going to be through, who's the, the DJ every month. Uh, but wow, what a way to start off with, you know, a, a and the addition with
0: meatloaf that's that's going to be really an awesome evening uh, so well i mean i i it's gonna be awesome it, it, it's a bit you know heavy in the heart for why you know we're adding that i mean at some point we probably yeah, would have right. featured it because i'd like to do a cleveland feature of which you know even though meatloaf wasn't from cleveland but steve popovich and cleveland yeah, international absolutely. you know um so um but yeah it's um you know uh, but, but, but it'll be fun to listen to that music and hopefully Mead will be able to at least be there with us in spirit.
1: Right, absolutely. And the last thing I wanna mention is that it, anybody can listen to this technology on any uh, album, vinyl, CD, correct?
0: Yeah, the, 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 the Deja Vu tech is applicable to, you know, anything that's in stereo. It could be from a CD, could be, you know, off off the phone. Could be a record album, could be an audio file, uh, a video. As a matter of fact, I had a guy call me today asking if we could do some immersive audio-video thing for some. He represents some artists. I said sure, you know. And and uh, um, um, uh, the, the technology itself is is very flexible, and at some point, you know, it, it will be available to the consumer.
1: Oh, well, congratulations on that. Thank you. I'm glad you took the time to talk to us and explain about all this. Uh, It's really exciting uh, and something for us to look forward to. And I will definitely see you, and a lot of us will see you on Friday, February 4th.
0: Uh, Deanna, I look forward to seeing you uh, that night, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Yes,
1: Cleveland beat, live and direct, in full effect, what you're talking about, say you don't know the Cleveland Beat, what you're talking about, say you don't know the Cleveland Beat, you must be crazy.